104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. Welcome to your church of the Kansas City Chiefs. I am Joe Weston, and let me introduce to you the pastor of the pigskin, the father of... I had something, but I can't remember what it is now. The Reverend of the Reverse, Ned Reynolds. Oh, good. What school are you going to anyway? I don't what know. Is this? I, I don't know. I just thought I'd do something different to start the show today. Have you been imbibing or anything like that? No. No. Right. No. No. Well, since since right. I am the pastor of the pigskin, may we all pray. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Father of the football. That's what it was. Yeah. My daughter's not going to like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is Ned Talk. We are your pre-pregame show, your local live Chiefs pregame show. I'm Joe Weston. That's Deb Riddles. John Oliver back with us this week. John, glad to see you back in the studio. I appreciate it. If Ned's the father of football, does that make me an altar boy? Because <laughs> if so, I need an adult. Yeah, exactly. Keep your hands to yourself over there, Mr. Riddles. <laughs> and Jake Gillette's back with us again for another week. Jake, how are you? We need to check that connection on Jake's microphone there real quick because it is not working too well oh. at the moment. So we'll check that and get that right away. Be sure that that's checked out. So we're going to... How about now? Let's do now. Check. Testing, testing. One, two, three. I'm going to have to crank you all the way up there. Something wrong with that mic. Oh. We need to get that fixed. We need to get that I checked out. I you last week with this mic. Hmm. Well, I, Mike had that mic last week. Yeah. We always yeah. seem to have issues with that mic. Anyway, let's not talk about technical difficulties. Let's talk Chiefs football. Did you guys watch the game last week? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, um, with the system I have, I cannot see the games when they're on the uh, alternate channel that KOLR has. But I could see it last week because it was ESPN. Uh, must admit to you, bored to tears. I didn't think right. there was anything that was really exciting about the game. The Chiefs were methodical. They were better, a better team than Arizona, played better. <laughs> I thought Kyler Murray, in his pregame comments, really summed it up best. Come on, it's an exhibition game. I'm not going to go out there and play real hard. And I mean, mm -hmm. this is the QB saying something like this. That gives you an idea of how much, I think, really motivation and incentive these guys have for preseason games. Now, tonight's a little bit different. I think it's a little bit different because this is the final preseason game and there's a 16-day gap between this and the opener. 16 days is an awful lot. So do you want to go into that little hiatus on a stale note, not having played? Or do you want to get your guys out there and maybe risk injury? Of course, every game's a risk regardless. I don't know. I don't know what uh, we plan on seeing tonight. What's Andy Reid said? He has said that most of his starters he is expecting will play much of the first half. Mm -hmm. I tend to view that with a lot of skepticism. <laughs> I can see the offensive line playing quite a bit, but as far as most of the starters, well, heck, you have a bunch of them injured already, and Tyreek Hill has a hamstring, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has an ankle. Mahomes is all right, so he'll probably play a couple of series. But That's all you need, yeah. right? Real, well, well just better have some receivers out do there. something. Right. Yeah, I'll tell in. you who hasn't played well, very much at all. They'll bring three guys down out of the stands. And just well, he'll, he'll complete some passes. But, <laughs> yeah, let's give it a try. It's a warm night, but we can go out there and at least run up once up and down the field, and that'll be it. Travis Kelsey hadn't played very much at all. No. He's not. I'm a little surprised at that. Well, that mustache is keeping him down. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Andy Reid's full of it. Let's start there. Uh, he said last week, first half, going to play the starters. By the time I checked in in the game, which was uh, about midway through the second quarter, they were out already. Mahomes was out in the first period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's playing it safe. He's playing it close to the vest. Do you see this being different than what we've seen in the past? We've talked about this several times because of the four preseason games. Now there's three. The This was used to be the throwaway game, but you still got a major cut down ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Like so, next Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So do you see this being different? I absolutely do. I think the, the pressure's on for those players that are battling for a depth position. We talked a little bit off the air about Shane Bouchelle, the quarterback from Southern Methodist. He's looking really good. You know, he's trying to vie to make this team. Um, some positives you can take away from it. Juan Thornhill seems to be playing excellent. So we definitely need him in the secondary this year. Byron Pringles, he's always had the talent. He looks great. So, again, it's still the preseason, so you can't make too many determinations. But in a three-game preseason, guys are trying everything they can to make an impression. You wouldn't think one game would make that much of a difference, but it absolutely does when you're talking about depth on this squad. Jake? I totally agree. These guys have to make it quicker than they normally would have. There would be another week, honestly, to to make that happen, but... You know, I was impressed with McColl last week. We were giving mm-hmm. him a hard time by week one. And so this he made some really good catches. Because I know he feels the heat with Pringle being Absolutely. The, the guy that's really so. I'm going to tell you the guy who impresses me, and this, this may be a, more of a homer than anything else, is Doreese Fountain. Oh, yes. He is mm-hmm. a, he's a, a rookie. He wasn't drafted, anything like that. And he is a Mo Valley guy. That's right. In Northern Iowa. And I'd love to see him do something with this team. And he does have a lot of skills. He's still with them. Let's see what happens. And incidentally, guys, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, visiting with Bobby Petrino last week. And uh, he, you know, he coached the Atlanta Falcons. He was their head coach and had been a coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in interspersed with his college. And I said, hey, coach, Back in your pro days, does this really make a big difference going from four to three in the preseason games? And he says, well, I can't speak for the others, but with us, no. You already know who your starting nucleus and the basic makeup of your squad is going to be. Uh, If that's the case, then, well, let's see. We have 80 players and you're cutting down to 53. We have a bunch of guys there who are going all out to try to make it. Some of them are going to be disappointed and ready to go. That's right. Let's start with the first, uh, or let's go back to the the first cut down was this week. Any surprises there? I know Taco Charlton was probably one of the bigger surprises. Well, that's the second cut down. Oh, second cut yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So anybody surprise you out of that group? Yeah, in Charlton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of thought, yeah, he's a Michigan guy. Yep. Uh, had a, a great career with the Wolverines. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a Dallas Cowboys number one draft pick. And he just simply hasn't been able, and I think injuries probably have something to do with this, but hasn't able to really gain his niche. And like uh, Spagnola, I think it was, who said, and maybe Andy Reid too, that here's a guy, we're going to let him go because he doesn't really fit into our context of things, but he will play for somebody. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the cut of the fourth quarterback, the guy that was vying with Shane Bouchelle. I think his name was Morgan. Anthony Gordon is oh, who Gordon, okay. was. Uh, it didn't surprise me because Bouchelle, I think, well, for one thing, he's been given the nod. As uh, John pointed out, 
Uh, he comes over from Southern Methodist, but he started his career at Texas, and he was the Longhorns' starting quarterback for a couple of years, and then well, he had some kind of controversy down there, and he transferred over to SMU and continued there. Uh, Shane Bouchel has a lot of capabilities. Mm-hmm. He's a, an athlete's son. He has the athletic skill to make he, – he can be a big help. Uh, not going to replace Mahomes, but certainly Chad Henney isn't either. But uh, having those guys just in case something happens is a luxury I think the Chiefs probably would be willing to take. Do they keep three? That's the question. Do they yep. keep three? Do you think so, John? I think they do. I, th- I really think Bouchelle's going to force their hand in that, and I think they're smart enough to know that there's enough upside there that you're not going to throw them into a game situation this quickly, obviously, but it's nice to have that depth, and it's nice to have a young kid like that that has what I think is a bright future. I agree, um, even though Chad Haney looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, that guy is we, – we have a great backup quarterback. He's ageless. Yeah, <laughs> but – you know, you never know. I mean, COVID's still around. Look at Ryan Tannehill this week. Got got the COVIDs. So, you know, you got to have a... To me, you need that third person, especially behind Pat Mahomes, because we have a studded team. And and I do think that Chad Henney can do it. And I think that Michelle can handle the stress, too. I mean, Matt Moore did it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Do you know what kind of an envious position there is in pro football is to be the backup to a star quarterback? You have Chase Daniel, who's been around for 12 years now, yep. carrying the clipboard. Mm-hmm. Here you have Chad Henney, who's been around the, hey, this is great. You're getting paid full. What a, what a, <laughs> what a gig, man. <laughs> You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, your local pre-pre-game show. We're about well, 49 minutes away from the start of the pregame show with Art Haynes, Dan Israel, Mitch Holtis, and then the kickoff for the game is right around 7 o'clock tonight. Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings, and it is from Arrowhead. It is the first game at Arrowhead this year, and then we take a two-week break, and then they play the Cleveland Browns. Has any other team in the league surprised you, or have you seen anything at all? I mean, or is this just all garbage? I can't call it garbage because it's it's a trying time for rookie players. But in regards to compelling action, zero. I haven't seen anything. Dallas Cowboys go out and they they look ridiculously bad, and they aren't all that bad. My my ball club, <laughs> I tuned them in one night. They're playing the Patriots, and I turn it on. It's thirty two nothing New England. It didn't stay on very long. Let me <laughs> right. <laughs> so no, really, there hasn't been anything that's been eye opening to me. Have you watched much football, John, other than Chiefs? I've watched here and there. Um, one thing that's got me interested, you talk about the Patriots. Mac Jones is pushing hard at that starter position. So I'm going to be interested to see what Bill Belichick does between Cam Newton and Jones. I think Jones may be pro-ready. And I'll emphasize that a few weeks ago I brought it up. Look out for the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow's back. <laughs> I'm just, they are, we don't face them until the last week, I believe. And that's a trap game if I've ever seen one. Look out for the Bengals. I'm going to have that tattooed on my thigh. <laughs> Can I do it? What do you Let me do it to you. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Um, I, what I've been noticing, Trey Lance in mm-hmm. San Francisco, uh, Zach Wilson at the Jets. Now, we all know the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets are terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I'll tell you, this kid looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, that Matt Jones... That I love a good competition, especially with Cam Newton. That guy's trash in my book. So. <laughs> look what look what Mac Jones comes from. Look at oh this. my gosh! It's Alabama. You watch what he does. He has a altogether pro concept mm-hmm. and attitude. 
I've watched some of his passes. Hey, he's throwing lasers. Mm -hmm. These are not little balloons that he threw maybe uh, on the sidelines in Alabama. He knows what he's doing out there. I think he makes a hard push. There's an interesting deal last week, though, and I found this to be absolutely fascinating. Here are the Patriots. Since Sony Michelle, who is their top running back, or mm-hmm. was, that's just it, was their top running back, and they send him to Los Angeles for a couple of the Rams, this is, for a couple of draft choices. I puzzled the daylights out of me. This is Bill Belichick, who is dealing his number one, former number one draft choice from Georgia and all America. He's only been in the league for three years, and that's just it. This is the start of his fourth year. When is it that running backs start to go down? Mm-hmm. Fourth year. I wonder if he doesn't see something that uh, maybe is a giveaway. Yes, I would but agree. But that means the Rams are looking pretty stacked right now. Matthew well, Stafford? No, not, in, not in running back. Cam Akers blew his Achilles. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this... Star, I mean, he was maybe yeah. a top five in fantasy mm-hmm. anyway this year. But Sony Michelle's there, and he's a decent running back now, right? Yeah, but he he's going to be number, number two. Yeah. He'll be the backup running back. But mm-hmm. that be, I'm still, you're looking at a pretty stacked team with Matthew Stafford there, and what do you think? Well, uh, that's that's why I'm curious as to why the Patriots made that. Of course, they didn't trade it within their league either. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, you don't trade your star running back and a guy who anchors <laughs> that particular position on your team unless you have some doubts. And I, I have to think that, hey, nobody likes Bill Belichick. He's kind of a dour, not a very friendly kind Homeless of Homeless-looking guy, yeah. But all he has done is win. Sure. In my book, this, when you say a stud running back, I think of Emmett Smith, I think of Herschel Walker, those guys. But in the Patriots, they have four or five guys they use all the time. Mm-hmm. So to me, I mean, we'll see. I, and Belichick is a genius, a boy wonder. Yes, yes he looks homeless. But <laughs> at the same time, you're right. I think he knows something. He sees something. And the way that they go through their guys, he's got four more that he can use. Surprised about Jameis Winston. He looks like he's getting a rebirth here in, in New Orleans. Week one starter, already named. He did win the starting position. He did. And you can't deny that. Uh, hey, the coach is a former quarterback. He mm-hmm. knows what to look for. Uh, at, hey, it's, it's Winston's been around. He knows what to do. He has a pretty good idea of a winning, winning football team. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a pretty good move. Do you think they're going to miss a beat this year, or do you think they're just going to go roll forward? I th- I think they will definitely miss a beat, but I like how they're set up with Winston. People forget he's been a very more than serviceable quarterback during his NFL career. The year that he led in interceptions, that's when people kind of gave up on him. But other than the interceptions, his stats that year weren't bad. He's got a strong arm, and he's matured. That's what people have to realize. At, he came in direct from college, and started playing. He's learned now under Drew Brees, under other quarterbacks. This guy has a different mindset this year. I think they could really do well with him. What's the most interesting quarterback story for you going into this season? I mean, the Chiefs, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. We know that. But outside of our Chiefs bubble, what's <laughs> going on that, that really gets you excited about football, the stories, Ned? Well, it's not, a, not an exciting story, but the team that the Chiefs are playing tonight, Minnesota Vikings. Does Kirk Cousins get it? Does Jake Browning? Browning had a, a great career at Washington. He's fine quarterback. And then they have others. Well, the Mond kid from Texas A&M who is battling for that position. I think we'll see 
or hear. We'll hear a lot of that action tonight on the radio this evening. But I think there's going to be a lot of that uh, backup quarterback action. Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts, who has been ill, uh, but he'll, he should be back. Roethlisberger, how much does he have mm-hmm. remaining in the tank? There's just a lot of, lot of interesting circumstances that still haven't been answered yet. That sounded kind of dirty. Backup quarterback action. <laughs> it just it just did. Sounds like something you read in the Urban Dictionary. I rented that movie back yeah. in the day. What do you think, John? What's interesting to you? A couple of interesting things. Dwayne Haskins as the backup possibly to Roethlisberger interests me because he's got talent. He's fl- floundered at times, but had a stellar record at Ohio State. I think he is talented, so I think there is a chance there that he could turn things around as Roethlisberger's backup. Um, other than that, as far as quarterbacks go, this probably won't be a popular opinion, but I want to really want to keep an eye on Justin Herbert this year. I want to see if it was real, and I want to see if he's matured and if he grows from last year. I've seen a lot of young quarterbacks come through. Jamarcus Russell comes to mind that did pretty well in their first few games, <laughs> did pretty well in that first season, and then we all know what happened with Jamarcus Russell. That load. Yes. So I'm not saying Justin Herbert's going to give up on his conditioning. I do think he has talent, but... It can go one of two ways. You have a great rookie season. You might not be as hungry. You don't work as hard. So, Marcus Russell was hungry. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. just it. He was too hungry. <laughs> he was very hungry. Jake, what about you? I am with you on that, especially since he's in our division with the Chiefs, being mm-hmm. at the Chargers. Um, honestly, Sam Darnold comes to mind to see what he can do with the Panthers. You know, again, he was with the Jets, and he showed signs of decency as a quarterback in the NFL is. And then Dak, um, coming off his injury, he got his money, four years, 160. But he's been injured this whole preseason. Mm-hmm. So what? I don't get it. And, and I love to see <laughs> Dallas Falls flat on their face. Yeah. So did they pay him too much? Did they pay him before he could prove that he's not going to, you know, is he going to do the job? Or is he going to be the typical Cowboys where everybody's going to go 8-8 eight and eight and it's going to be a twin toss, twin, twin toss as the coin toss at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. You're listening to Ned Talk, your local live Chiefs pregame show right here on 104.7 The Cave. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. About 25 minutes away from the start of the pregame show, the official pregame show or the unofficial (laughs) pregame show. I'm Joe Weston, Ned Reynolds, the namesake of the show, sitting next to me, John Oliver, Jake Gillette. Let's continue our discussion about NFL quarterbacks to the guys that uh, neither anybody mentioned in the room, uh, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Your thoughts? In the case of Justin Fields, I think the Chicago Bears are going to have to use him. Uh, He is the people's choice in Chicago. They've had a dismal career in uh, picking... (laughs) Jim McMahon is about the last one who really ever (laughs) succeeded there. Uh, Now you have Justin Fields there, who is an exciting young player. Mm -hmm. I think he can get things done. Uh, You have hey, when the fans speak, when the fans soldier field, that's a loud and tough crowd. You've got to please them. I I look for him to be in there. And Lawrence, Lawrence is already going to be the starter now for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's hardly a surprise. They're shelling out how many billions of dollars for that guy so here you're going to put him in there what kind of an offensive line does he have what kind of mobility is he going to have how's he going to respond he's seen the russian preseason games that ain't the same as the regular season 
I think it'll be tough for him. I think it will be, too. And the Chicago front office trying to sell Andy Dalton to the fan base. <laughs> That's not going to end well. Let's just start with his hair color. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let's not get, let's not do that, all right? All right. Let's In go. Chicago. I'm talking about the Chicago. Yeah. You got the, those are some crazy hardcore, that's like Philly. Like, those yep. fans would never. They are tough. They are tough in <laughs> Chicago. Hey, when I was now, it's been many. It's been over 50, 55 years since I was stationed up there at the, in in the Navy. But to going to the events there at Wrigley Field and watching the Chicago Blackhawks when there were only six teams in the National Hockey League, hey, those fans are really <laughs> rabid. <laughs> yes, they are. What about Trevor Lawrence? Do you think the first lesson he learned lesson he learned in the just preseason NFL games that he's had is uh, I need somebody to block for me. No, I don't think there's any question about it? And yeah. When the, these QBs get in there, he had a good line at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 protected him. Did a great job there. Obviously in all America, but it isn't the same. He's going in with the best of the best. Where the game, to quote every single individual who has ever been in the National Football League, who I have talked to, and it's many say more the game is a lot faster when you come out of college <laughs> and into the NFL. And that's Lawrence is learning that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he'll really see speed at the at the top level when you're when you're starting for them. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the old guys or the old guard, the guys that have kind of found middle ground in their career. And now it's uh, sort of make or break time for them. Carson Wentz being one of the guys. What do you see him doing in Indianapolis? Well, if he can overcome the injuries, I see him doing very well. You remember when he went in with Philadelphia in his first year, Mm. he is the one who took them the major level of their existence into the Super Bowl. And I didn't finish because he was injured, but he was the one who piloted that attack. He's capable. Wentz is... We've saw Wentz down here with North Dakota State. He, he can play the game. Uh, he is, uh, and he's a sharp guy, but just injury prone, and that has to be a problem. Mm-hmm. What do you think, John? Uh, I think there's a couple of guys. Jared Goff's interesting yeah. to me and at the Lions' helm. I mean, the guy, I think people forget how good he was with the Rams. I mean, yeah, they never got over the hump, but he took them to a Super Bowl. And in college, he was a stud yes, QB he was. in California. Yeah. So, I mean, he's one that kind of goes. And then how about Teddy Bridgewater? Mm-hmm. I've counted that guy out more <laughs> times than I can think. And he's he just got named the starter. I mean, coming back. playing with now? Uh, Denver. Yeah, yeah Denver. Denver starter. Oh. He beat out, beat out Missouri graduate Drew Locke. Drew Locke, yeah. But, I mean, the horrific injury where they almost had to take his leg and to come back at the level he's played for the Saints and the Vikings and now the Broncos. I mean, I... I can't put anything past that kid at this point. John, he's another one, I think, who's benefited from what you talked about earlier, the maturity and Mm. being around and gaining that experience. When you're around and and play the game and you know what to expect, well, that's the same in any profession, but certainly in football where it's Mm -hmm. you better react pretty doggone quickly. I think it has benefited him. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jake? I do, and... It is the Broncos. They have a really, really good defense this year. Yes, they do. So, you know, I was looking at Trevor Lawrence's schedule, being the starter. He goes on the road to Houston, and he's at the Broncos, or they they host the Broncos. And the Broncos are not going to be a team that you – got to figure out that quarterback spot. And Mm -hmm. Teddy is – I love the guy. Mm -hmm. He does not quit. But at the end of the day – the Broncos have not solidified that quarterback spot for many, many years. Well, I mean, they had to bring Peyton, in Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning right, to, to, to make it look decent. 
I think uh, John Elway's head should be on a chopping block as a GM. <laughs> it may be. And so, I don't know. We'll see. It looks, I, you know, we're talking about Trevor. Man, Gardner Minshew really, really took a run at, at that spot. Yes, we he knew did. Urban Meyer coming in, mm-hmm. give in, and, and with this kid coming out of Florida, or Clemson, sorry, out of Clemson, I think I'm looking forward to that little program. Oh, absolutely. I was hoping they would have done hard knocks with them, oh, not the Cowboys. I don't understand why the Cowboys got it again. Because are, they're the Cowboys. Uh, exactly. They're the boys. <laughs> What's going to happen, guys, to Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I was about to ask you that. What do you, I mean, what do you see here? They've got four quarterbacks right now still on the <laughs> roster. I, I honestly think he's played his last game with the Texans. So at some point, I think he'll be moved. I don't know when. But it's going to have to be pretty home. soon, I yeah. would think. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be during the season. I think he'll start. I don't think they'll have him active. And I think you go from there. That bridge has been not only burnt, but blown up. It's it's such a dicey situation, mm-hmm. and it really hasn't come to fruition. That's right. just it. It's been in <laughs> ongoing and dragging, and the media, of course, loves that because they have something to talk about all day long. <laughs> but... It, it's going to be pretty trying for him to. Can he concentrate on his game? Can he concentrate on what he needs to do for that ball club? That I think is the biggest challenge for him. Agreed. Well, he probably needs a massage to relax. <laughs> oh, your bad joke. Too soon. Too soon. Now he's not Tiger Woods, but Tiger Woods made a bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But I he's do not think... getting any golf clubs through the back of his car. No. So you yeah. think he's starting week one? Is that true? Who's uh, Watson? Oh, no, I don't think. I don't. You think. don't think he plays again? No, I don't think he plays for the Texans. Not for again. Houston. He'll play he, for somebody else. He may play for somebody I think else. he took his last snap for Houston last year. Well, you know what solves everything? Winning. That's right. Suppose, just suppose that happens. Suppose he uh, gets a starting job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston people kind of turn their other cheek, <laughs> and he starts to win for that ball club. It's highly, highly unlikely, but suppose that does happen. Then what's the course of action? Mm-hmm. You think he stays with them? I, it's pretty, pretty dicey. I look at okay, so the cream hunt thing, right? So he went mm-hmm. and tried to he kick, he pushed a girl down, then tried to baby kick her, and he got in all kinds of trouble. Mm-hmm. And you think about everybody that's had these domestic, and this this is a this is totally different, <clears throat> but it it's almost like they go to a different team, they sit out for a year mm-hmm. or ten games, like Cream did, and then it's all of a sudden like, well. Right. Difference in that case is that there was video of right. Kareem Hunt doing these things. There's not anything with the tone. To my knowledge, there is nothing with Watson. But it, other than he said, she said, she said, he said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in today's society, that is compelling enough, I guess. But but there's still no... Here I am trying to be alive. Well, I detest the situation. But. Not to imply anything, but the timing of when the allegations arose. I think you're implying something right now. Were very, <laughs> very oddly timed. They considering were. That's very strange. with the team. Well, and so far, we I, I think we had to point this out. They've done, there's been a criminal investigation, mm-hmm. but so far no charges have been laid against him. I mean, it's not to diminish what's been said. Oh, no, you no, certainly no. wouldn't want to do that, but... There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot to unpack. Let's t- stop and talk for a second about a guy 
who's had a very quiet offseason. And if there is a quarterback in the NFL that you would consider to be better than Patrick Mahomes, it's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yes. Seattle, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is uh, what do you think about Russell? What do you think about the Seahawks this year? He, he is a winner. Now, whether or not he has enough uh, background with the team, with the Seahawks, to make them a winner, that that's simply conjecture. Mm-hmm. Whether or not uh, Pete Carroll can take that team and mold a winner out of it, I don't know. They're a team that's funny because they'll win, they'll go, go into uh, foreign places and win big games and all that and then seem to stumble mm-hmm. all the time down the stretch and kind of hurt themselves. I, I love Russell Wilson. I think he is a tremendous athlete, tremendous player. But you've got to have the supporting crew, too, and I'm not sure he has that. You think Wilson maybe called Mahomes in the offseason and said, hey, how did, how did you get an offensive line? Uh, well, yeah, because if you watched any Seahawks games, Russell Wilson runs a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. I think he starts moving backwards <laughs> almost immediately, starts Correct. running around because he knows that that offensive line is porous would be the word I would use to describe it. What, what's your thoughts on Russell Wilson, Jake? Okay, so last year to me was weird because they are a second half football club. They don't ever lose after November 1st Mm -hmm. because of where they're located. But it's like last year was weird. I had him on my fantasy team and he came out of the gate wow. And then all of a sudden they just fell flat on their face. And Mm -hmm. it was like, and so hopefully they don't start out where they left off. Um, He has the weapons. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. He Mm -hmm. loves this new kid, Gerald. um, It's uh, Gerald Everett. This Mm -hmm. tight end that he is just zoned in on. And again, another team that has a running back issue where they just are always hurt. Uh, Rashad Penny. Uh, you know, these guys, uh, bring back Marshawn Lynch, please. Right. <laughs> Feed him some skills. And Yeah. But to me, that's been the problem is if you, you don't have a good running back game, and yes, he's a great scam, scrambling quarterback, mm-hmm. but you got to have a good run game. And that's getting back to the basics. And we talked about that before the show. Like, when are, when are they going to start running the ball more to control the clock, to control the game, to get the guys up in the box, and then you go for something deep. Mm-hmm. And he has the deep threat. But the running game isn't going to work unless you have a line. True. A right. line to create those holes. I saw that experimented with the Chiefs, and I thought the offensive line that they had in this particular case uh, was doing pretty well. I don't know how tough the... Uh, Arizona Cardinals are, but they were they were having some <clears throat> pretty good sized holes opened up against them. Uh, there's the key for the Chiefs too. What they can do. That's why I think this O line that they have will play quite a bit tonight. Mm-hmm. You've got to have have them working in cohesive fashion. You have Creed Humphrey, who is going to be apparently their starting center since Austin Blythe is out of there with mm-hmm. a sports hernia operation. Uh, you've got and and he's a rookie. Humphrey mm-hmm. is a rookie from, of course, he's. Is anybody from Oklahoma really a rookie? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, the guys that we talk about, like Mac Jones, we talk about Humphrey, the level of competition they play is on the level with pros. Most it of is. those guys are getting drafted. So, I mean. And drafted high. Yes. <laughs> they we, can go right in there and play. Yeah, yes. absolutely. We're 23 minutes away from the start of the pregame show. It's Ned Talk and 104.7 The Cave. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This is our pre-pregame show. The local take on the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL, and the sports world. I'm Joe Weston, Dad Reynolds, John Oliver, Jake Collette with us today. Jake wanted to talk a little bit about 
some rule changes flying a bit under the radar this season. Yeah, Tell us about kind it. Of interesting. They got rid of overtime for preseason, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to make those guys play any more than they have to, even though they did cut it down. I, I'm a devil's advocate kind of guy. Yeah, they cut it down by one game, so that extra time could give some guys some standout time to look. It could, yeah. Um, one of my favorites is, so they've now a lot on a kickoff. So let's say you score a touchdown at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. When you kick off the ball, the, the, the team kicking the ball can line up right on the on the 35. But the other, the opposing, the receiving team, can only put eight guys up on the line and the rest of them, which is three more, mm-hmm. right? Three, my Don't math you? is right. Yep. So, <laughs> you know, the, this is going to make onside kicks I love it. A bit more That's one of the more watch. exciting plays in the game. How anyway. far back do those other three have to? Is there a, a measurement? Yes, it is 10 yards. They nope. have to be. It is, yeah, it's 10, it's 15 yards. On my bat, it's 15 yards. Mm-hmm. So, so they are 15 yards back of the eight players who have lined up to do the blocking. Now, it's actually two two guys back there because one's going to be a deep receiver. That's I don't correct. think you, you could save. They're going to be at a great disadvantage for an onside kick, aren't they? They are. They are, and it's totally different. It's going to be fun. I hope that because they kind of got rid of the fact of this whole thing where they moved it to help the players. I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of sad about it because I'm old school. I like to see them all almost kill each other, but... <laughs> I do like this one. They're making it more fun, which is I'm all for. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. So the replay officials. So you know how there's a there's a challenge, mm-hmm. or maybe at the they they look at all scoring drives. So now before those guys put those headphones on and look at the baby television, that guy that's on the other line that's up in the booth or in New York City can already have the information ready. Going, hey, I love that. This is a touchdown. Get let's move the game forward. Or mm-hmm. hey, this was not this was down by contact. Or this was a fumble. And have the information ready because, you know, it takes them 15 seconds. Let's go over here and talk mm. about what we're going to do after the game and was just a fumble. And then, you know, so. Jake, that's a real good point that you brought up. And I'll bet without knowing this, I would wager that television has had something to do with this mm-hmm. in the offseason. <laughs> Boys, we're running over our network time here yeah. by about a half an hour. We've got to shorten these things. That's that's probably where that came from. Yeah. That, and you're probably right. I mean, I think it's going to make it move a little bit faster, even 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. It helps. Uh, they're doing an, uh, their loss of penalty if you pass the ball twice. <laughs> well, we all know you can't do that, but it used to be just a penalty, like a 10-yarder, and yeah. replay the down. Now they're saying, uh-uh. Loss this is down. a loss of down. So. I'll tell you one that uh, is going to be adjudicated a lot more seriously than they have been that came to the fore the other day, and that is the taunting. Oh, yes. Now, I don't mean to imply anything, but there is a particular team who will be on this station tonight yes. that does their share of taunting. And you can see it. Mm-hmm. See it on the field. Hey, uh, guys like uh, Matthew and people like that, uh, Tyreek Hill has mm-hmm. done his share of it. There's going to be a penalty this year. And I think the second one, if a person is found to have done it twice in the game, mm-hmm. O-U-T, you're out of there, ejected. This is... Uh, this. Is going to force a lot of players to re- become a little bit more it mute than they normally would be. Yeah, and then lastly, I think they tried this this preseason. It's not on this list, which means to me it didn't make the cut. But they're trying it where if you have offsetting penalties, the one that outweighs the other. So if you have a 15-yard mm-hmm. you know, penalty for a personal foul, and then you have a 5-yard uh, something smaller that the five yarder goes away, and we're going to in, enforce the fifteen yarder. I personally would love to see them do some math on the field and say, "Let's okay, five yards minus fifteen is ten. I think that would work. Yeah. Out there, yep. Let's see, it's fifteen minus. All right, that's no, it's seven Wait, and a half. Let me get my calculator. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, are you going to 
Okay, so you stole the milk money from school. This guy shot someone. They offset. <laughs> I mean, really? They should be the more severe. Yeah. I do wait. Are they going to do the scramble for the football like the XFL? Oh, I'd love, love to see that. that. Let's do that. That's great. That's being entertaining. Where's he hate me at these days? Oh, he, he, why is he hate me. Why is he right. playing so He's hanging out with Ocho Cinco. Ocho, yeah, Ocho Cinco. <laughs> Let's talk about the schedule here for just a minute. We, uh, Ned mentioned before we started the game, today is our last preseason broadcast. Mm-hmm. We have the kickoff coming up at 7 o'clock. And then it's two weeks before the Chiefs play again, and they have a tough opponent right out of the gate, they the Cleveland are, Browns. They are. Cleveland Browns have a very nice football team. Yes, they, they will. Do. They remember the playoffs last year, and they know fully well coming into Arrowhead that they have the capabilities of pulling off a big upset, and who knows what might happen. Now, to their disadvantage, it'll be a full house. They'll have, and notice the attendance, incidentally, while I think about it, and I must admit to you, I do not know how to pronounce the name of the field. Is it Jiha or Giha? G-E-H-A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it? it. That's how they say it. Oh, they G-E-H-A. give the letters? There's no there's no yeah. actual name. It's, it is G-E-H-A field at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to so present it. So they're spelling it instead of uh, naming yeah. Now, I'd like to see a little Giha. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's G-E-H-A. That's it? Uh-huh. Well, uh, when they come in here, the disadvantage will be the crowd. Yes. And uh, I noticed they listed 72,000 as max. That's rubbish. There are about 78,000 <laughs> that can get right. in there. And they are L-O-U-D. Yes, that's right. They are. That will go against the Browns. Mm-hmm. But the Browns have played there before. Yes. In the playoffs. That's going to be a great opening night or opening day game. Mm-hmm. Who says sports talk isn't educational? We've done math right. and spelling. Since we've sat here. And penal code. That's pretty big. It's easy for you to say. Watch, <laughs> watch it there. So they do have a tough start to their schedule. We talk, We spent a lot of time last year talking about the season in terms of quarters. We can't do that this year because there's an extra game and it throws the quarters mm-hmm. off. More math for you kids out there. <laughs> but the first quarter of the season, uh, I could really see them possibly coming out of that two and two. Mm-hmm. Right? Who, I don't who think the that's other teams a, on there? They play, of course, Cleveland, and then they play at Baltimore, which we didn't really talk about Lamar Jackson, still one of the class quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. I think first two weeks of the season, you have young quarterbacks who measuring themselves against Patrick Mahomes and want to prove something, and teams that are measuring themselves against the Chiefs, and they want to prove something. So those are going to be dogfights, those two mm-hmm. games. A little bit of a break. I, don't anybody say in this segment, watch out for the Chargers. Because no. I'm just not going to listen to it no, anymore. No, no. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. But they played the Chiefs tough last year, mm-hmm. and then they play the Eagles. Uh, Which so, Ned and I are going to fly up to, by the way. He doesn't know it, but I'm going to pack him in a little suitcase. And we're going to go nice. to Link, the Link, Lincoln Financial Field. What do you think? I'll be there. There are we are. No, go? No, no, that, well, I, I not, won't literally be there, but I would <laughs> I would take that trip absolutely if I could. You should do it. Are you going to get on the corporate jet and go? There you go. Well, I'll have to talk to somebody else about this. Who's, in, char- who's in charge of yeah. fueling up the corporate jet? I don't know, but, you know, Jake and I have some uh, <laughs> have something going on there that we, we'll discuss off the air. We're about 10 minutes away from the start of the Chiefs pregame. You're listening to us right now on 104.7 The Cave. It's Ned Talk. Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Yes, we are. We're getting set for the final Chiefs preseason game. So they take on the Minnesota Vikings tonight from Arrowhead or 
whatever you call it now, Jiha. Is that what you guys were saying? G-E-H-A. I don't know what you folks are talking about over here with all that stuff. But anyway, we'll have it for you. Pre-game show starts just a few minutes. First, we got to catch up on some business. It's our Player of the Week. It's brought to you by Morrison, Webster, and Carlton. Ned, we'll start with you. Who was your Player of the Week last week? A young man about whom I talked earlier in the show. I, I like him. I think he's an outstanding rookie wide receiver, non-drafted Doris Fountain from mm-hmm. Northern Iowa. He had a terrific game against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, there was really no terrific circumstance in which there was a great player. But I want to pick him because I want to see him make the team. That's my choice. What about you, John? I'm going to go young as well. We talked about Shane Bouchelle earlier. I'm going to go with him. All right, Jake, you? I'm going to go collectively. Um, last week, the offensive line looked mm-hmm. really good, and the running game looked yes, really good. And I know, you know, we, uh, Edward Hilaire is out for the sprained ankle, but it's going to give guys like Darwin Thompson and mm-hmm. Williams some chance. Uh, speaking of Williams, I don't know if you've seen him play. Damian Williams, who left because of COVID and some family issues, is now at the Bears, and he looked really good. I was he excited did. for him. I mean, yep. you know, you like to see a guy, but okay. our running game is going to be outstanding this year. I really do think, and I think Mahomes and this and this offensive line that they've got, it's going to be unstoppable. In fact, I am saying 23-0. and 0. After we win tonight, we got 20 more games. Make it 24 0, win the Super Bowl in a couple of right, You're more. talking about the postseason, too. All of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. so. Uh, That's a bold projection. Come on, Calm down. Get down off my little. Do we, do, we, do we have some chocolate chips? We're going to put on that. Huh? I go with Andy Reid. I think he yeah. was the player of the week last week because he saw what he needed to see and got the guys mm-hmm. out of there. Minimal injury, the sprained ankle to Hilaire, but. It's not you high know, ankle, which is good. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I give it to Andy because he knows what he wants to do. He knows what he wants to accomplish. And uh, he saw what he needed to see, and he got the guys out of there. You know, Joe, <laughs> there's interesting about the, the injuries. It's Kyle Long, who is probably not going to play at all. And uh, Duvernay Tardif mm-hmm. uh, with the hand injury, they're the most serious ones they've had. They, mm-hmm. they did have a concussion protocol, but that's the protocol the NFL puts them through. But as far as serious, debilitating injuries, it's just those two that That's I can right. think of. All right. What is the over-under for tonight's game? I believe it is 38. I think it's what it is. I'm going under. Let me just get that right out there. Yeah. So let's talk about that. We, somebody owes me a cream, a, like a key lime pie from... <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> oh, you what? Excuse me, sir? I don't think I owe you what you're talking about my, there, sir. Mike, the intern, and I went under, and you and Ned went over, so... It was way under last week. Yeah, but I'm, you see, I'm the oldest one here, so I, I, get, I get a buy out of it. I agree. I agree. I don't know. This has gone downhill really oh fast. So the over at 37? It's 37 to 38, yeah. somewhere around. All right. There. So you, you're, you're under. I'm under. Are you under? I'm neither. I'm not playing the hell with it. <laughs> He's not playing. I've lost it both of them now. Hold me to the he just folded. All right, all right, what are you? I'm over. I'm over. John's over. Okay, yep. so I'm, we're under this week. We'll see. We'll do double or nothing. Okay. How about that? No, you mean right. two, two key pies. lime pies. That's right. <laughs> two key lime cream pies. That's what we're betting. Thanks, Jake, for being with us. Yep. Thanks, John, for being back with mm-hmm. us. Ned, thank you. Always. Get set for Art Haynes, Mitch Holtis, Dan Israel, and some Chiefs football coming up right here. I'm 104.7 The Cave. Kickoff 7 o'clock pregame. Well, it's just moments away, so stick around.